the race is like the it's almost like the victory lap. It's the it's 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 the reward of all the the process, the training, and the, the waking up at four, and the dealing with this and that to get your training in. When you when you finish something that's hard, there's just a huge reward, you know. Yeah. And it's just like that in life, you know. And there's nothing that's that's easy, you know. There's no freebie, uh, you know. Even though the, a lot of the world wants to do that, you know, and get handouts and stuff like that, man. The the reward is in working hard, you know, fighting for something and getting it. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And before we get started, I want to remind you of the Outlaw Race Series. The Outlaw Race Series is in Oklahoma and also in southern Kansas. It includes the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry, Flower Moon, and their upcoming race on July 11th, the Dark and Dirty. Now, the Dark and Dirty, I believe, is sold out, but they just reopened it. I think you can still run it, but you'll get last year's medal because they had a few left over from last year. Uh, to get the particulars on that, look them up on Facebook. Just look up Outlaw 100 on Facebook. Shoot them a message. They respond very quickly, and they can give you the details on if you still want to run it. Guys, these are great trail races put on by great people. In fact, Alicia, one of the co-directors, I talked to her this weekend while we were running 100 miles in Owasso, Oklahoma, and just talking about the race. They love what they do. They love ultra runners. And they are actively involved in just just helping and being around the sport. So check that out. The Outlaw Race Series. Go to outlaw100.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by T8.run. You wonder where the T8 comes from? That is a Category 8 tsunami. (laughs) Uh, T8 is actually based out of Hong Kong. And they get tsunamis there, not hurricanes like in southern Louisiana where I'm from. But anyway, these guys are in a humid area kind of like I was in Louisiana, and uh, they make gear for ultra runners by ultra runners, and their go-to product is the Commando Shorts. Uh, for men and women, they're guaranteed to be chafe-free. You put those puppies on underneath your running shorts, they feel so nice and comfortable, and they keep you from chafing. Wonderful product. Uh, if you go and check it out, they've also got hats. They've got Sherpa shorts. If you want shorts with uh, just built-in pockets to, to carry stuff um, and some flasks and some other things on their site, check that out. Go to t8.run, and if you decide to, to buy one of their awesome products, you put in the number 50 dash run the riot for a discount that is the number 50 dash run the riot and if you can't remember that check out the show notes and i'll have it in there all right now we are here with today's podcast today we got a gentleman by the name of chad bruce chad bruce lives in california uh man he's a good guy he's around my age he's a husband he's a father uh He's involved in, he's a brother involved in church. Um, He's had a major knee surgery. He's fat adapted. I felt like I was talking to myself. (laughs) Uh, Not really, but man, he's, there's some differences there in training. He, he gets to train in the mountains out there in California all the time. He's, um, he's being coached right now by Matt Daniels. Uh, Man, he got to run the uh, Angeles Crest 100 and some other pretty gnarly mountain races that we get to talk about. So, uh, man, we have a great conversation. 
conversation, man. He's a new friend. Uh, I appreciate his heart for for running, his heart for people and life, man. And so, uh, so man, listen to this. You'll you'll learn something, man. I love getting to talk to all these amazing ultra runners. I always learn stuff. Isn't it great that we have this technology that we can just talk to people from? the other side of the United States, or the other side of the world sometimes, and we can learn from them and be encouraged by them. So, uh, so guys, check it out, man. Chad Bruce. All right, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and all the way from California, we have Mr. Chad Bruce. Welcome to the program, man. Oh, thanks, David. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. So I I heard for about you from I think it was Scott Scott Coomer um, when he and I talked about from Ten Junk Miles. I think he he mentioned your name, and then um, I believe Roy from Exoskins told me about you. So I you know, kind of looked you up online and. Uh, started following you on social media and just saw, I was like, Hey man, he's, he's got a, got a lot going on and you get to run a lot prettier places than I do right, <laughs> right yeah. now. So, so, uh, so man, yeah. And then, and then I read up a little bit on you and, and, um, I just, I just wanted to hear your story, hear a little bit about who you are and, and what you got going on. And, and as I read up, I saw that you and I have a similar background with, with, uh, uh, knee issues. So, <laughs> so, so tell me, um, we're, we're roughly the same age, man. And, and we, I started running late and, and you did too. So tell me about your journey, man, that got you to, to, to ultra running. You used to ride bikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was racing motocross from about the time I was 10 years old. I think is when I got my first bike and nice. I started racing uh beginner class and kind of uh, motocross is awesome man it's a super big high and so i started racing and um you know went through the beginners the intermediates and i got to be a pretty good local rider you know i, was, I never got to be pro but i was a good intermediate and so i think it was 92 um i had just worked an all-night shift and I, I rode for a team called atk it was an american-made bike at the time and um we had a I actually just got home and went to bed after an overnight shift and they called me up and said, Hey, we're going to be testing out at Glen Helen. So I went out there and, uh, anyway, I ended up crashing on about probably the fifth lap and, uh, tore my ACL and broke my lower leg. So I broke the ball off my lower leg. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I ra- anyway, I, I rode, I raced motocross all the way through till I was, it was probably around 1998 was my last race. So yeah, then took up golf for a little bit, and then, and then 2012, my brother-in-law, um, why he called me, he said he'd say, hey, let's let's do a mud run. I'm like, okay. I, I had some friends that did some mud runs, and I didn't think it was that big a deal. They were in about as good a shape as I was, and uh, and I, then I read, he sent me the link to sign up, and it was a tough mudder. So it was like 12 miles, you know, with 30 obstacles designed by the British Special Forces with a yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? So I figured I'm either going to die, quit, or or just go for it. And so I had a couple of friends that ran. And so I started, that was when I started running. I think it was 2012. Uh, did a what's called the Claremont Loop out here. It's about a five mile loop with about a thousand feet of gain. And that was nice. my first run since high school. So 2012. So then I started, you know, doing the Spartan races. And I got kind of hooked on that for a couple of years, ran a couple of half marathons. Uh, a couple of marathons and 
I was at a, a bookstore like Barnes and Noble and uh, it was probably 2015 so probably three years after I started running and I saw an advertisement well I found ultra running magazine and I, I was like 100 miles I'm like what is this <laughs> and so uh so yeah, so I I, um, I saw an article or an ad for the Bulldog 50K, which I knew some friends were running it from my local running club, and uh, so I read about it and just signed up right there inside of Barnes and Noble or Borders Bookstore, or whatever it was. Yeah, and I signed up for that 50K and ran that, and you know how it is from there. No more no more Spartan races at all. <laughs> and then I progressed, uh, you know, to where I'm at now. That, that's all. Well, did you have a I, now? I know I had some friends that did motocross and stuff, and I know you got to be in pretty good shape for that because you're I mean, that's full body, you know, uh, you know, just controlling the bike and, and doing those things. But did you do did you do other sports and stuff in high school? Do you have a background? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did football. I, I played baseball all the way from T-ball. You know, okay. yeah, a lot of sports. Yeah. No, no running like track or anything like that. But um, yeah, a lot of, you know, football through high school. I actually I. I, I hurt my knee, my left knee. So my ACL and my uh, my ACL, then I broke my right leg racing motocross. So I got three pins in that leg. You know, they, basically they had to screw my my ball was off. The ball of my leg was like off a little yeah. bit, so they had to screw it back in. Oh man! So I have pins in that leg. And my in football, I hurt my left knee. I did not have it operated on, and I, I broke like every bone in my left foot. I mean, my my foot was like shattered. So, um, from, from football or for, or football. Yeah. My freshman year. Yeah. I was We were making a tackle and then a couple other guys hit the same guy going the other way and just folded me back over. Uh, and, uh, so, I mean, the doctor that has done my surgeries, he's a friend of the family and he's, he x-rays me every once in a while just to see how my injuries are doing. And he, you know, he says you have arthritis in your left foot. So he says, you know, when you're 50s he said i don't know how good you're going to be doing but he can't believe i can even run you know because he knows he did my acl surgery and and all that so so yeah a lot of sports you know everything in my family you're growing up it was all about you know baseball and football and watching nascar and you know we just watched tons of sports so and did played sports all the time that's cool. Well, and, and uh, I think a lot of people, when they find out what I do, um, you know, I wrestled in high school and stuff like that. And, and they're like, you do what used to be your punishment when you did bad. You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. That's a good thing about when we grew up. There wasn't all, so much of the, the Xboxes and all that stuff. So we had to go out and skateboard and dirt bike and, you know, whatever we whatever we could do. We weren't we weren't super wealthy so we didn't have a lot of things so we had to make up you know make up things to do and so yeah we play all kinds of games yeah yeah that sounds like us man we'd ride our bike we'd uh we actually built our own uh half pipe in the backyard and uh yeah, yeah we'd <laughs> on weekends at 11 o'clock at night the parents would hear whoa whoa you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally skate music blasting and yeah, the neighbors yeah. come over and yeah yeah, yeah. it was fun time man yeah it's, yeah it's kind of what's good about been good about this quarantine is that you're seeing a lot of people get back out and families on their skateboards and you know before when i was running my neighborhood i rarely saw anybody and now you just see tons of people out you know and their families and they're talking and having a good time yeah and, man you know, say we, we yeah, we noted the same thing too, and you know, uh, yeah, same same here. Is it's nice seeing people being out and as you know, outside as families and stuff. That's that's a positive thing about the quarantine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, I want to talk about your knee real quick. So, 
because I, I, I tore my ACL, um, doing jujitsu initially, and then I had surgery. Um, and then they, they use a, uh, cadaver tendon and, mm-hmm. um, and repaired it. Well, um, for my, for my son's 15th birthday, I decided I was going to jump on a trampoline. Uh, mm-hmm. he had a, a little thing and, and, uh, I just, I did end up destroying it. I tore the ACL again and then I, I dinged, um, my cartilage and, uh, tore meniscus and all that. And so had, had, had to have two surgeries, um, because the tour meniscus didn't take. So all that being said was I was already, you know, I was running, I was an ultra runner and, uh, I was like, man, I might not get to run again, you know? And, um, but, but I can still run, but I still feel it though. So, I mean, <laughs> with you having pins and stuff in your knee, you know, how, how, how is it? Um, you know, the doctor said that I could predict the rain when I had my knee surgery and he was dead on, you know, about, the, I think it has to do with the barometric pressure, but yeah, uh, you know, I can feel usually the day before my I get a little bit of knee pain. When I yeah. first started running, like five miles hurt, I could feel some pain deep in that knee, and and um, even during the tough mudder, I don't think I'd gone up to about 10, 11 miles, and I think that was 12 or 13. So around mile 10 or so, it was really cold that day, and and you know all the water obstacles and everything, you're pretty much freezing, and. Um, and so I, around mile 10, I had to pretty much walk it in, you know, hike it in. And yeah. we, we were running as a big group, and most of us were pretty out of shape. So it worked out okay. <laughs> but yeah, after, after a while, though, um, you know, I really don't have any problems. I, I run the last – I ran 200 milers, and when I finished both, I felt great. You know, nice. I mean, obviously you're beat up just from running that far, but yeah, uh, yeah. No, no real knee pain in either knee, really. To be honest with you, I, I did for a while just working the, working the mileage up and – you know, it's just getting it in shape, I guess. And, and now, now it's uh, much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, I had to do a lot of just, just strength exercises and stuff. And, and, and that, that's helped a lot, just stabilizing it and everything else. And just, yeah. But I mean, I, I still, like you said, when the weather's changing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the doctor was dead on, man. It's <laughs> yeah. no, no doubt. So, so, so we, we both end up, you know, knee surgery, both end up start running these, these, these crazy races kind of a little bit later in life. Um, how, what does your family think about that? Are they just kind of used to, yeah, you know, you doing stuff? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've been with my wife, Gail, since I was in high school, we got together our junior year. And so she's been through the motocross and the golf and, you know, now running, and she knows I like to compete, and so she's always been really cool. She's not she's not competitive at all. Yeah. Um, but she's always been super supportive over everything that I've done, and she knows I like to to you know whether it's golfing, you know, get in tournament golf or or uh, or go run and race, and she just she knows that's what I like to do. So, you know, it's it's a two way relationship. You know, we've been married 26 years now, so it's, yeah. it, you know, it goes both ways. On there's not a lot of downtime for me. You know, it's like I want to kind of just do nothing. <laughs> but it's like, hey, I want to go out and go to dinner and go to the mall or whatever. And it's like, take the kids and let's go to the beach. Or so you just got to suck it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to run long tomorrow, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, the thing with a, with a schedule, with a training schedule. You know, you got to look at it and, and really, like, do I got to wake up at four to go? Or, you know, you kind of, you know, Gail doesn't know everything that goes on in my head, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of maneuvering things around to get it all all done and keep everything in you know keep your priorities uh uh lined up. Well, that, that's that's an important thing, and and uh, I want to I want to talk to you about some of the the race specific races that you've done, but mm-hmm. um keeping balance, you know, in life because um you know what we this is something we do, you know um it, and we enjoy it. 
and it, you know, um, for some reason, <laughs> for, for, for very, we could talk about that too, but, but it's, it's balancing in life, you know, and keeping track of, of, of what's important. And, uh, I, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, cause I know you've got a family and all, and, and how do you, how do you keep that balanced, you know? And, um, are there other practical ways that you do to, you know, just balance training and, and, you know, com- being competitive, you want to put the work in, but you also, you, you know, first things first, you know, you got a wife, you got kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I own a business too. So yeah. Run business, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I mean, it, you know, family's the priority and the business is the priority over running. So, um, you know, and, and both of us, you know, are Christians, so we're walking with the Lord. And so we yeah. have church and service that way. And so, I mean, I think that kind of where it starts is, is walking with the Lord and, and kind of seeking him every day. And, and as we work, you know, if the, you know, so like last week, um, you know, I got hung out in about a three hour meeting that was really important. So I had to miss my run in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So I just, I came home and just ran from the house a little bit shorter and, and just, you know, you just have to be flexible. It's just not going to work out all the time. And, you know, but there, we you know, work and family is much more important. So if things got to give, they got to give and you do the best to schedule. And I'm like, you, I've heard your I've heard you talk a lot on your podcast about you're a numbers guy and you like to schedule and kind of control. And I'm exactly the same way. I've got, you know, on my phone, I have lists for everything and every race distance and all that stuff with what I need. But, but, um, yeah, you kind of have to be a little bit flexible and roll it, but you know, ultra running taught us all good. (laughs) That's like every ultra race, you know, you got to kind of make adjustments on the fly and just go with it and, it's kind of part of the fun of it too is someone like me i like things structured but it's fun just to kind of wing it sometimes and just see how it works out and usually yeah, every day works out you know at the end of the day we, we don't know what we're going to go through each day but yeah. at the end of the day the lord takes care of things and we <laughs> and it's that's an it. adventure every day you know that's it that's it you, you just do what you know you're supposed to do and yeah <laughs> be smart <laughs> yeah, well and like you said earlier, I mean, I find myself, especially like Saturday mornings, if we have family things, got to get up just some, I mean, sometimes just really early. I've gotten up at, you know, 3.30 in the morning before to get that run in. And and then the same thing for, for Sunday, because I, uh, I do back-to-back long runs. That's kind of how, how I like to do it. And uh, so Sunday, you know, I, I teach a Sunday school class and they got church and choir and all that stuff. So Sunday, sometimes my day starts really early. Yeah. And, you know, by the time you're sitting down at church, it's been like, you know, 25 miles and, you know, and, and, and all kind of other stuff that, that I've done. So, um, how do you structure, I, I'm always curious, like for your, if you're doing a training, let's just say for a hundred miler, how do you, uh, what's your structure look like on your training plan since you're a numbers guy? Yeah, well, I, I have a coach. So Matt, Matt, okay. Daniels, Matt Daniels is my coach. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So we, we hooked up, um, well, we're going on our second year now, but so I tease him that, you know, I, I was, I said, remember me when you're pricing me out for the next year, cause you were my coach before you were Matt Daniels, you yeah. know, you got fourth at third or left. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. So he, he keeps everything on paper for me and prepares me. And my first hundred I did just without, I didn't have a coach until after my first hundred. So seeing the difference, you know, I think that year I ran about 1800 miles and I just focused kind of on climbing a lot and, yeah. um, just because uh, the, the, my first 100 and my second was Angeles Crest 100 mm. uh, here locally. And, um, you know, it's got about 20,000 feet of gain. Yeah. So I just focused on vert. But with him, it became more speed work, uh, you know, during the week. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays are normally workouts. 
Uh, you know, they might be just uh, eight to ten miles, but I'll do some strides or uh, fifteen minutes on, fifteen minutes off, whatever it might be. You know, there's there's things like that. So he he structures my schedule, and I just try to make it work. You know, yeah. most of the time I've been pretty good. I mean, I've, I've been ninety nine percent of the time I can pl- complete the workout as planned, but every once in a while work gets in the way or something. I got to just get on the elliptical right before bed and get three four miles in. You know, and just accept that, and then uh, he'll adjust the schedule and try and get get it you know, add it on the next day or, or the next week, whatever it might be. Yeah. So that, that helps a lot having him. Because well, the first year with him, I, I did 2,500 miles. So there's wow. like seven, some miles more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having a coach nice because the accountability of it's there, you know, and, and, and you want to complete it and, you know, he's got a plan, uh, you know, to get me to where I want to get in my running. And so, um, it really helps things out that way. You know, accountability, you know, yeah. Well, I've, I, when I first started running, I had had a had a coach when I was training for my first marathon. It was with our track club in the area and she just she did it for me. And I was like, if you you better make sure you want me to do it, because if you put it on that spreadsheet, I'm you know, I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, and she would talk to me about, you know, if you're tired and and but I haven't had a like a coach coach since then. And so you feel like that's really helped your even though you're kind of a disciplined numbers guy, you felt feel like that's helped your game. I mean, helped you know, your performance. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do any speed work, and so I'm a I'm a big I'm a big believer. I mean, I uh, you know I'm not the fastest guy in the world, but um, yeah, I've gotten a lot faster since just doing the small things like strides. You know, four by thirty strides with two minutes rest in between. Uh, in, um, yeah, I went into this year I ran LA Marathon, and and um, you know I didn't do any marathon training, and I and I log a lot of miles. You know, long runs and you know 50 miles. I think I just did a 100k, a really hard 100k. Uh, in February, like uh, maybe three weeks before LA, and I just went out and just ran in LA kind of for fun, and and I ran like a 3:27 with no nice. no work at all, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just kind of I started out running like a 7:15, like for the first couple of miles. They're kind of downhill at LA, and then I just settled into you know around 7:30, 7:40, and the whole way, and I finished with a lot in, lot in the tank, and I was thinking like, man, I should probably train for a marathon <laughs> one of these years. Yeah, yeah. A lot of speed work and just consistency. You know, I'd, a lot of miles are just easy. You know, because for for people our age, you can't go out and blitz it all the time. You know, so I bet eighty five percent of my running is is easy. You know, just kind of like one thirty ish heart rate. Yeah. And Matt's not, he doesn't like push me on the heart rate thing. That's kind of my own deal. Just, I want to make sure my easy days are easy. Yeah. And you know, the, the Strava, you see the, the, the pressure to, it's not pressure, but you see a lot of people are like, you know, they'll write recovery run and they're running like 720 and you look at their heart rates like 155. And yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> not a recovery run. So it, yeah. the, the heart, I bought the strap just to make sure my heart rate was right. And, and that way I'm, you know, I, I keep it below. As soon as I see 135, I slow down and, you know, that way it just kind of keeps me where I need to be to stay healthy. And I have been pretty healthy. You know, I struggle a little bit with a few Achilles issues and stuff like that, you know, tightness. But other than that, it's really, really good. That's good. Do you do, um, so you do speed work and stuff. Do you, does, does Matt have you doing cross training? Uh, no, he doesn't. He lets, he, he leaves that in my court. I mean, I, okay. uh, I do what I call my Spartan workout. Uh, so it's got, you know, burpees, lunges. I got a kettlebell. I, I have a, a elliptical at home with some workout stuff when I was doing Spartan races. So I know that's my weakness, you know, running and like, I like to climb hills and I like hard races. So, um, you know, that part's no problem, but the upper body stuff, I'm just, that's my weakness. So I'll, I'll do weights and, uh, you know, that those kind of workouts, usually it's like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't, we don't really talk a lot about, um, 
you know, nutrition or uh, or the weight stuff. He just he knows what I do, and and so he just lets that go. Yeah. And he does tell me. He tells me after a big effort, he'll just say, "Eat a lot." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Matt, uh, I remember interviewing him and asking him, you know, because I always like to pick guys like his, you know, brain or whatever, like, what are you eating? And he's like, whatever, you know, and I was like, oh man, it, you know, and he's, 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 he's a small guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's tall, but he's, he's, he, he's light, man. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, pretty nimble. But so yeah, some people just don't have to, you know, him and Courtney DeWalter. And so they just eat whatever. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you follow any kind of diet or anything? Do you? I'm sorry, oh. you kind of broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. Do, do you follow any kind of diet or anything, or do you just? Yeah, uh, it says poor connection. Are we still good? Yeah, we're good. I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm an OFM guy. I'm I'm like every time you talk about Jeff Browning, I'm like, amen, man. Okay. <laughs> I think that guy was, I mean, I just, I really buy into what he says. I've heard a lot of podcasts with him and, and, um, uh, yeah, I just, I, I bought in, I, I had a problem with inflammation, especially when I started running ultras. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I heard his talk on that. So once I switched over to OFM, um, afterwards, you know, I, I would, I would even test it with my daughters. We would, uh, sometimes after a long run Saturday, I will go out after church on Sunday and I'll say, watch, I'm going to eat a nacho today. We'll eat a nacho like together as a family, like an appetizer. And I'll say, watch how my calves just blow up, and they'll, those things will be balloons, like you know, within a couple hours. And then, and then, you know, I'll do another long run, like a week later, and I'll eat healthy, like normal, and nothing, you know, no inflammation. I'm good to run the next day. And so that, to me, is the biggest part. You know, after a race, you know, you just eat pizza, or maybe, maybe people are. I'm sure people are different, and some people don't struggle with yeah. inflammation. Yeah. But you know, Jeff's older like us <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and you, look, you look what he's done you can't really argue with it so it was worth a try and i've enjoyed it i mean i don't miss eating junk food or you know my friends people ask me like how do you not eat pizza or whatever and it's just like you know there's so many good things out there now my wife cooks really good and so i just it doesn't bother me at all you know there's so many substitutes to have nowadays it's like yeah, and then they taste good too, you know. Before the gluten-free cookies or whatever were awful. Yeah, yeah. So now it's now there's so many things that are good, and and so it works out good. I love yeah, it. I'm pretty blessed. My my wife likes to cook, and and she's she's also doing you know low you know does low carb and everything. So she she's looking up different things to cook and she's like, Hey, I'm going to try this. Let me know how you like it. And I'm eating all kind of good stuff. Everybody works jealous, but, so it's, but it, yeah. it's, it's low carb. So it's good. Yeah. And in a, in a race too, like my first hundred, I got sick. It was, it's AC 100 is a real hot race. And, and okay. I was sick from probably mile 35 to 70, you know, so it was during the heat of the day yeah. and I couldn't eat. And so I was just, I know I haven't seen like now there's obviously like Mike uh, running a hundred miles with no calories <laughs> But I, I basically just I just drank my my electrolyte drink and I didn't eat nothing and I didn't try to eat anything I just wasn't feeling very good so I just yeah and you and by mile seventy it, it you know it was colder in the morning at that point probably like one or two in the morning and um, I was I felt great and I ran I ran the last thirty really really solid and I started eating and you know I had some. I remember some bacon at mile 81 tasted awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the guy gave me a little bag. He's like, you want a bag of it? And I'm like, yeah, there was a big climb coming out of that aid station. So I just, just mowed a whole bag of bacon. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Jeff Browning, uh, his, uh, his tough 21 workout, that's a good workout, man. That's yeah. A, that, that, that's a good one. It didn't take a lot of, a lot of weights or anything either. 
Yeah, I've heard you and a couple others talk about it. I need to get on YouTube and check that thing out. Yeah, check it out. It'll get you breathing heavy, and it's about, you know, just, I, I, I rest. I think he's, he wants you to rest about 10 seconds in between, but I do about 15 and because, uh-huh. uh, I, I don't know, I'm not Jeff. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll get you it'll get you going good, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely check that one out. Yeah. So, um, so you did, you, you, you got it, you did, you did your first 50 K and then of course, I guess it, it progressed from there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, this, this, this is good. And just decided to ready to go longer, huh? Yeah. 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 I ran, um, probably three or, you know, a few 50 Ks. Yeah. And then you have, of course, it's like every ultra runner, you know, it's like, what's you start looking at ultra sign up and all the magazines, you know, and looking at the different races and, and I like, you know, I like hard races, man. And, and so, um, I, so my first 50 mile was Ray Miller 50, which is like over 10,000 feet of gain. It's a beautiful race, man. That's, that, that's one of my favorite places. Where, where, where is that? It's by Point Magoo, um, you know, Ventura, California, that, that area. So a little okay. north of me, but um, it's just a beautiful spot right on PCH, right on the ocean. You know, you, oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of great views, and but, you know, pretty tough, tough trails. It's not a... It's got a huge climb at mile 26, um, up and over what they call Boney Mountain. But yeah, uh, yeah so I did 50 milers, and then I did the um, my first 100k was Chimera 100k, which was another. It's known to be one of the tougher races around. Yeah, uh, you know, real technical trails, and again, beautiful. I mean, we got a lot of dude. I, I'm I'm an hour away from so many different kinds of mountains. Mount Baldy, you know, uh, those. The, the where the chimera 100 and 100k is and but super technical but uh so i ended up it's kind of a smaller race you know not not like a huge huge crowd but i was able to i, I won first mail there at nice. chimera okay nice. yeah so that that was cool to be actually running looking back at headlights you know trying to see if people are coming yeah, yeah. The last yeah. miles. that's something i hadn't dealt with yet so that was kind of that was a lot of fun i had a couple friends that i knew were pretty fast and, uh, and i was kind of looking back and and we saw their headlights coming, so we had to run some nine-minute miles coming in to, you know, when you're hurting. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you can muster that up when you need to, though, a lot of times, man. It's just, you know, you're 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 hurting and you, you find it, you know. You can yeah. find the push, yeah. Yeah, I heard you talking about that on one of your, motivate, your weekday motivations where, uh, where, yeah, you're running into the finish and, and you feel good, man. I remember even my, my, both my hundreds, you, the last two miles, you're able to run fast and you're like, you're kind of like, man, maybe, cause I'm looking to do a 200. Yeah. Uh, and so of course, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, 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 if, if you're looking at somebody to talk you out of it, I'm not the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know, I, you know, it's funny is, um, I follow this guy on, uh, on YouTube, uh, Carrie Ward, and he, uh, I was, I ran my first 50 K. So I'm doing my elliptical workout and I tend to watch YouTube videos when I work out, you know, running things, you know, races I'm going to be running or whatever. Yeah. And I saw the Bigfoot 200 video and I'm like, what is this? You know? And he's, he kind of has a, a, a style where he kind of teaches through his recordings. He turns it on when he's on, you know, in the rough spots. And yeah. And so I learned a lot from watching, but I had him run a 50 mile and I'm like, I got to do a 200. And so, uh, <laughs> I'm big on working your way up slowly, like half marathon, a marathon, get comfortable with each distance, you know, and yeah. kind of build your base up as you go. And, uh, that way you're healthy and you can, and you can finish them. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, so yeah, that's the, I wanted to get comfortable with the hundred mile distance. And my, so my plans to do 
the Tahoe 200 next year. I'm nice. actually on the wait list right now. I was afraid that it's going to get canceled. Yeah. So I want to get on the wait list just in case I get, you know, give me a better shot of getting in next year. I'm like 102 on the wait list right now. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting if I get the call this year. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You go, oh, well, and you, and you can, you can, you don't have to take, accept yeah. it. If, uh, well, you, you knew I was training for the triple crown. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I, def- I, we went ahead and deferred. Um, oh, you did. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, so there's an open slot where I was because I, I'm afraid one of them will be, will be canceled. And so it's not a triple crown if, so, um, so I'll be there at Tahoe next year, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And I, but I'm going to do Moab this year. Um, I went ahead and kept that one cause they're already open and doing some races. So I, I'm pretty, yeah. feel pretty good about it. So yeah, man, we'll get, we'll get to, uh, you know, might, yeah, might get to share some miles, man. Totally. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd love you, yeah, on your your triple crown. I mean, dude, if I had the time, I would. I'm all over that. I mean, I I love the Pacific Crest Trail, and and I man, I'd love to do something like that. But it just with yeah. the business and family, there's just no way. You know, I know. Same here, man. I, the PCT, the 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 Appalachian Trail, I'd, I'd be all over that. But you know. Yeah. You just gotta, just gotta prioritize. And I tell you, the, the the way I can, the way I'm able to do the triple crown, it, it, it it's a God thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I had it, and I wasn't able to get away from it. And I, I prayed, God, get this out of my head. If it's, if it's something that's just me, you know, that you don't want, that I don't need to be messing with, and if it's going to be a distraction, and or if not, validate it. You know, please, you know, kind of put a fleece out there. And the next morning, I get a message from somebody who knew I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And said, "Hey, uh, you know, we wanna we wanna pay for you to to, to your entry fees for for all three. And I was like, "I guess I'm running the triple crown, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how that, that's how it's walking with the Lord every day, man. It's so cool because you get you see that, and you know, we can pray. And and for me, the business, it's not my family at all. My family would go with me to the triple crown, and, and I would that wouldn't be the problem. But it's just yeah. the business. I have like 20 employees." Yeah, it's just, man, in California, business is tough. I mean, even yeah. with COVID now, that's like a whole nother. I'm in L.A. County, too, which is the worst. Oh, man. Yeah. Business is concerned. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been tough. So I got to be there's no way I, you know, I can take off a day or two here and there, but it's hard to even take off a week. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm on the email. I'm probably I probably work four hours a day when I'm off. You know, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, and, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough, man. Balance, you know? And, and, uh, so like, well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear, I was going to ask what other, uh, you know, what's on the horizon, on the horizon for you. And, you know, um, and so I'm glad, glad to see you're going to be, uh, dipping your toes in the 200. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, 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 yeah. you said you love tough races. What is it about a tough race that, that, that just gets you, man? What is it? You know, it's just, I mean, the, the challenge is awesome. You know, when you put, like, my first 100 was AC, uh, Angels Crest, and and I, I had, basically back then, the lottery was the day after the, the race. So I had a full year to think about it. And you're just so motivated, man, because I don't, I don't like DNFs. I've only got one DNF. And um, and I, I'm, that DNF, for people that haven't DNFed yet, if you do, it, it lights a fire in you that you won't have unless you DNF, you know. And so... Yeah. Uh, it burns me. It was back in 2016 or 17. I, think. I can't remember. I think it's 2017. But um, you know, I just I do not want to not finish races. And so the the pre- I love preparation. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, even when I was racing motocross, the practicing, the working on the bikes, the stuff, the process is is the funnest part. It's fun. I mean, to me, like I know David Roach and Matt Daniels. Uh, they talk a lot about how the the race is like the 
it's almost like the victory lap. It's the, it's, it's, it's the reward of all the, the process, the training and the, the waking up at four and the dealing with this and that to get your training in. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it's a huge reward, man. The, 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 the more you suffer, not, not that it's, you know, it's not like you're hurting, you're, you're hurting, but you're not like hurt, but you know, the people call it the, the pain cave or whatever they call it. But when you, when you finish something that's hard, there's just a huge reward, you know, yeah. and it's just like that in life, you know, and, there's nothing that's that's easy, you know. There's no freebie, uh, you know. Even though the, a lot of the world wants to do that, you know, and get handouts and stuff like that, man. The the reward is in working hard, you know, fighting for something and getting it, you know, and crossing that finish line. And um, you know, and the people that run ultras are awesome. You know, the we I know you've talked a lot about it on your podcast. The uh, you know they're like family. So you're out there with friends. And I remember um, uh, one one gal, a friend of mine, Selena we ran almost, we were around each other for about 85 miles of my, of the last hundred that I ran, you know, just back and forth. And, you know what I mean? It's like, it's such a blessing, man. When you're, you're out there with great people, you're in beautiful mountains. So, yeah. and then usually too, the harder races are in the mountains, you know, so you're seeing just amazing views. And as believers, we see God's creation as just amazing. And yeah, so, yeah, that time of, of like worship, I mean, all about you. I listen to music sometimes and so I'll put worship music on, um, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, it's a, such a blessing. It's such a high, you just can't get it any other way. So yeah, yeah I'm always for, a, I mean, I, I, but it doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of, of uh, good races that are e- easier quote, but uh, you know, they're, they're all good, you know, whatever, they, cause you can run them fast and they hurt just sometimes they hurt my, my, uh, my fastest 50 K was probably my roughest 50 K <laughs> cause you run the whole <laughs> beats the heck out of you you know what i mean you finish it fast and you feel beaten but if you get one with twelve thousand feet of gain you know you're hiking more and, and yeah all that and so you don't quite hurt quite as bad but yeah there, there's reward in every single one you know and they're all fun and you're around your trail running family and you yeah. know it's just a blessing big time yeah. Well, how do you deal with, I mean, cause I mean, we're, we're, we're human and you know, we're, we're physical, we're dealing with, and, and I mean, every, just about every ultra I hit, you know, just the low, I think, um, I think I wrote an article that says, um, this is stupid. I, I'm hurting. <laughs> I should yeah. just quit or something like that. You know, we kind of have that. How do you, how do you deal with, you know, when the, when that comes, when that tries to overtake you? Um, you know, you just, you know, it's going to pass. You know, so you just got to get through it, you know, whether you, for me, it's, uh, and I think most people probably could, you know, most of a lot of people struggle with GI issues and I really don't think everybody, you need to just keep pounding food. You know, it's like your body's got a lot of fat stored and, and if you're an ultra runner, you read a lot of easy miles. So you're probably going to be a better than average fat burner anyway. Yeah. So things like that, you know, you can just, just, just start just during, just drink, you know, or, or, um, or, you know, kind of hike, hike and walk knowing it's going to get better. And, my first hundred, I didn't, I, I knew from it, from people, other people's experience that it would get better. And so I just kept, okay, I got to get to dark, you know, when it cools off, I just got to get to there. And so you just keep aid station to aid station, you know, and you see people, you know, or, uh, you know, people cheer you on, help you strangers, total, total strangers are helping you when you're, when you're vomiting, <laughs> you're puking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, remember, I remember my last hundred, I was, I puked at mile 60. I felt great going into mile 60, man. So I'm like, I'm going to load up on food and I just ate too much. <laughs> And next thing I know, I, I took some soup in. And I said, I'm just going to get a little bit of soup before I scoot out of here. And I I, I drank the soup, the broth, and, and, man, it was like within two seconds I was puking. And, you know, people start yelling, stomach reset. And, <laughs> and so we all had a good laugh, you know. But uh, And I had like three or four of my buddies helping me out there too. So, 
Yeah, you know, just you just gotta fight through it. You know, it's gonna get better. And like I said, man, in, in both my hundreds, you know, there's there's those lows, and and but you you climb out of them, and it's amazing how good you feel. I mean, you'll you'll be at mile seventy running, and you're like, I can't believe. It. I'm like, I feel like I could, you know, like like you're running like whatever pace, nine minute pace, whatever it might be. But you feel good. You're flowing down the trail. You're you may be in some technical rock, but you're you're loving it. You know, you feel like you're on mile three or four. You know, it's it's weird. Yeah, those adjustments. It's and it's weird how everyone can be different, you know, because I've I've hit lows like at mile twenty five or thirty before, and I'm like, what is this? This is gonna be, you know, this is gonna be a beating if I'm doing this now. And then, you know, but you know, it's, you know, it passes, and you yeah. know, miles miles seventy is much better than thirty, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing with the with the uh, with the hundreds is there there's you have that wall like in a marathon that you hit like mile you know probably around 22 but you only got four miles to go you hit a wall in 100 for like mile 35 but you got about 35 <laughs> miles of wall to get over yeah, yeah. and I, i'd imagine the 200 I, mean, I can only imagine that that's just there's got to be a huge low in there you know from like say 50 to 175 something like that i would i would only imagine yeah. It's just it, it's just kind of it's it's like a hundred. It's just the ebb and flows are different yeah. different spots, and you know, and then you gotta you just gotta factor rest in there. <laughs> you gotta yeah. you, you know, I I I can't do like Courtney and some of them that can just run the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta plan a little nap here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that would yeah that 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 would be my plan too. You know, I, I might pick a. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, 75, 80 hours, something like that, and just say, okay, I'm gonna sleep. A little bit more this this night the first night or second night or whatever but yeah taylor taylor spike had a good way of looking at it because he's done quite a few of them uh, i don't know if you heard the podcast with him he he said he he says at 50 i need to or like um he sets markers i should be at this mile marker at you know such and such a time and if he's ahead he's earned that time to sleep yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of that's kind of how he does it so if we got 100 miles oh i'm way ahead of schedule i can sleep for two hours or something you know yeah yeah, so, I, my first hundred, you know, I struggled bad for 35 miles, and so I ended up finishing it like 31 hours and 29 minutes, somewhere in there. So I and I didn't sleep at all, and I didn't sleep at all until about 11 o'clock that night. So I was up for like the better part of almost two days. So I know I can go that far without hallucinating and, and <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that would have been rough though, man. Going through like like the the way the, the the leaders do it, you know how they go through and just sleep like a total of thirty minutes. You know, I can't even imagine that the mind because I know the day after that race, I was watching TV with my daughters. I took the day off work, and um, and they're like, Dad, you're not even watching TV. And I said, No. I said, I'm just. <laughs> the second one was much better. You know, I didn't I didn't have nearly the fatigue afterwards and. And the the but I you know I ran that one a lot faster too so yeah. so that been a little bit of it I got to take a nap a little bit before the awards ceremony so that was that was good to finish finish a little quicker that that's cool well man you, you're right though you've got some beautiful area now my my um my daughter and son in law and then my my son they live uh in Oceanside not not far I mean it's about I guess about an hour from you something like that yeah, hour and a half hour and a half yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been there to visit uh, before, but I, I didn't know there was so, you know, I found some places to run, but, you know, you visited yeah. with family and stuff. I was like, now I was like, I missed out. There's a lot of cool areas to run around there that I didn't even touch on. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're ever out here, man, hit me up. Well, I know some beautiful spots and the Pacific Crest Trail runs through and between us and, and Oceanside is where that Chimera 100K course is. Nice. I mean, those trails are some of my favorite, man. They're, 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 they're pretty rough as far as the rocky and stuff like that. But you're probably used to, you know, I don't know how much you run you did on the East Coast, but I hear it's pretty technical back there. 
It's a little bit, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, we could hook up, man, for sure. You'd love it. Uh, that'd be cool. Well, well, we we talked uh, a lot about you know COVID and stuff. Did you have some races that you had planned that were, that were canceled this year? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I was able to get in the Sean O'Brien 100K in February. That's a tough one. And, yeah. uh, and the LA Marathon was like they almost canceled LA Marathon, so that was like the last. Uh, that that was like that that Monday. I mean, if it would have been the next weekend, there were no yeah. way. You know, yeah. I never thought about canceling it, but at that point, when they shut things down, people were already there. You know, the the you know how the world flies in for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, I did, but I raced a lot. You know, I I had a, a May race, uh, the Pacific Crest Trail 50 that canceled, the AC 100, Angeles Crest 100 canceled. Um, my next race that I have, I'm I'm hoping to run Havelina. So I didn't have plans to run Havelina. Yeah. But um, that's my plan now is to run the Havelina Hundred, and my coach Matt's going to be there, so that'd be cool. Nice. To... Well, Havelina is in, in that one pretty flat. Uh, November, uh, yeah, I think it's like it's I think it's like six thousand feet of gain. It's desert, so it's more okay. rolly, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people go out there. I know they have a really high DNF rate. I think a lot of people go out there thinking they can smoke that thing and. I know from what I've heard, you kind of run the first loop pretty good, and then you really slow down during the heat and let let the heat go away, and then then get back at it. But um, but yeah, I know a lot of people try that one for their first hundred because it's not twenty thousand feet of gain, you know. And, yeah. But I, I've never been out there. I've ran desert races before though, and, and they've they've been I, I dig I dig the desert. So you do pretty good with the heat. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm tall. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm six foot, almost six foot four, uh, about 185, you know, 190 pounds. So the heat's not really good. I mean, I, you ice up like for the Angeles Crest 100, you know, I got my ice sleeves on, I got an ice bandana around my neck and gotcha. just you try and stay as wet as you can from age station to age station. But I tend to run sick. Like, um, so during this COVID thing, uh, my buddy and I, Chris, we started this, uh, we we're calling it like the Pacific Crest trail series that we're doing. So we're running, a little over 200 miles of it in five, you know, all the distances full of the marathon distance, 50 K 50 mile, hundred K and then hundred mile, all self-supported. No, no help. And so we did the nice. 50 mile, we did the 50 mile a few weeks ago and it ended up being like 55 ish miles because, you know, the, the Pacific Crest Trail after this winter is just really torn up down from the Canyon, a big bear down into Palm Springs. So we had to do a lot of a lot of bushwhacking and you know the loss of trail and you know that kind of stuff. But um, I got sick. Yeah, I'm on mile 42. I ended up puking at like 52, and it was just overheated. We had a, we had a river that we were running by for quite a while, so I was dunking my hat and staying as wet as I could. But man, you don't realize how important aid stations and ice is until you run <laughs> long and self-supported. It's yeah. like, oh uh, man, the encouragement from the people and the ice, you know, staying cool. So, um, so yeah, I'm not like really super good in the heat, but, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that's that. And then we, and then, yeah, so we're doing that series. So, and uh, we're running, we're running the full marathon this Saturday. So tomorrow, and then, um, then we're running, uh, the 50 K and the hundred K in August. And then October is the hundred mile October 1st. We're doing hundred miles of it. And none of it, none of it touches itself, but it's continuous from like San Jacinto all the way out to Santa Clarita. So it's a little over 200 miles of, nice. of Pacific Crest Trail from one, you know, point to point, basically. So, Are you guys going to uh, – so you self-supported 100 miles? You're going to stash some things or – Yeah, yeah, we'll stash. Yeah, we we, uh, we stashed. I had two drops um, 
for our 55 mile yeah. just because of the heat the, this this the the full marathon the 50k we're going to just self-support it so we'll carry everything and then yeah the 100k and the 100 mile we'll, we'll stash uh at spots where the pacific crest trail crosses highways and, and fire roads so you know, stuff's going to be probably pretty hot you know so that, <laughs> it sucks man you show up at mile 40 and you got you got hot water and hot it's fun thinking about though it's a lot of pre- preparation yeah just uh ultra, leave it to ultra runners to find uh new inventive ways to suffer without races you know <laughs> i know i know yeah well you know both both chris and i were running the angels crest 100 this year yeah. and uh so yeah we just once everything started canceling we saw the writing on the wall and we were like hey man let's let's just we love the pacific crest trail and we love doing point to points together you know i mean the, dude it's so beautiful you wouldn't even some of the views are just breathtaking man. Oh, yeah. so uh, yeah and then it kind of just evolved into that you know hey let's do 100 milers started with the 100 milers so i'm having buckles made i had t-shirts made like our running shirts made with what we're doing and sweet the buckle's pretty sweet yeah and we're I'm, I'm not gonna really post much about it but once once we we have to finish it first we don't get the buckle yeah. finish it. <laughs> there, you go, there you go yeah you don't want to jinx yourself man yeah. <laughs> yeah. well hey didn't you guys get a did i see right that y- y'all got an fkt uh or something on one of your yeah, yeah on the 55 yeah chris is uh he's he's another stat guy numbers guy and he, yeah. uh, he he's taking care of all that he's he knows how to set point to point segments with the through the fkt and they, yeah, they, uh, it wasn't fast, but it was, the trails were so rough, man. We were open for sub 10 on a 50 and, uh, which normally wouldn't be that big of a problem on a 50 mile, but we ended up being 15 hours and something. Wow. So it was way, way long. It was rough then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we ended up, it, it was still a FKT from, from basically big bear down to Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah, it was like well, I think it was like twelve thousand feet of descent and about seventy five hundred feet of ascent. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the PCT's rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so much respect for those guys that do the through hike. You know, guys and gals that do the through hike. Yeah, it's just so brutal, man. So much climbing and technical and and like the bushwhacking stuff. And I mean, it's it's incredible that they can do that. Yeah. yeah. My- my son's got it on his list. Uh, he he was talking about trying to do it next year, so uh, like man, I wish I could join. I'll, I'll join. I'll join you for some of it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My buddy and I, Chris, were planning to do the John Muir Trail because it's that's like a ten day, twelve day bite off. You know, yeah. and it starts yeah. right at the base of Mount Whitney. Yeah. And you're climbing over. I mean, I, I'm not sure of all of them, but I know there's at least one more fourteen. 14er and then some thirteen. There's like five or six peaks you have to climb over on that John Muir Trail. So. And the views I, I've seen videos on YouTube of that, and it looks amazing. So same here, yeah. I got that. That that's kind of on my radar somewhere at some time. I'd love to do that too, man. Yeah, yeah. I watched. It's funny on YouTube. There's an FKT attempt, or they they did get the FKT from. Uh, can't remember the names. Two elite guys uh, that are just total awesome. Oh guys. yeah, Hal Hal Kerner was one. Yeah, Hal Kerner yeah. and Mike. Uh, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but yeah. But those guys, you watch that video, man. It's a good video, and they're just wrecked at the end. And they summoned Whitney. They summoned Whitney in like three twenty or three thirty, and they're like at the end, they're like, "That was a huge mistake," you know. Yeah. They just feeling so good, you know how it is in an ultra. Like the first, the first twenty miles of a hundred, you're like, "Woohoo!" And then you yeah, because you went out too hard. Yeah, crash and burn. Yeah. So, so that, that's that's the plan because that that's like a 10, 10 day bite off. So something in the next. Few years hopefully we can get to that 
Yeah, that's cool. Hey, hey, doing the two hundred to help you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. That's that's the next thing for sure. Before we do that, yeah, we got a good tile. Nice. I'd love to go do Bigfoot, but it's a little too far away for me. Tile is kind of you know about seven hour drive, so I can get up there and get up there early and take care of business to have a little family vacation. Yeah, yeah, mine is so beautiful out there. Golly, I, I had never been to you know till I ran the race, and it's just it's just beautiful. God's done a good job out there. <laughs> yeah, I ran a Spartan World Championships out there. I think it was 2015, and so we started in the same town, you know, town of Tahoe, right in the village, and it was like a whatever 15 mile race, I think. But yeah, it's beautiful up there, totally. Well, well, Chad, you know, neither one of us, we're not, we're not, we're not spring chickens. We're not old guys yet, but you know, we're going to be, uh, you know, time, time keeps ticking. How, how long you plan on, you know, running these insane distances, man? As long as I can. And, uh, you know, I got a buddy, man, uh, uh, Craig, he's, uh, 60, I think he's 62, 63 and he's still beating me up at AC 100. So nice. Got, yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of in it for the long game. I, I want to run as long as I can, you know, I, I uh, take rest days every week and, uh, you know, do what I can to run healthy. You know, don't, don't go, don't go out too crazy in races and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd love to run as long as I can, you know, and then move on to maybe hiking and stuff like that when I get too old. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not in it for the short term. I want to, you know, I started running late. I wish I would have ran when I was younger. Same. But, uh, yeah, totally. But, you know, got out of plan and, 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 uh, you know, just, just go with it. But yeah, I, I love it. And as long as we're here, man, let's, let's go let's go hit some mountains <laughs> yeah that's it that's it that's it enjoy enjoy god's creation man Absolutely. yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think uh and one and i've shared that you've heard me say this before but just i think it's just such a beautiful thing you get out of it what you put into it and and uh it's kind of a it's a a, 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 a microcosm of life you know yeah. you know you you work hard and and do something and, and you know you do a race and you can look back on it and you know we're creating the image of god and god created and he looked back on what he created and he said boy it's good you know and 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 i think the same way we put in a day's work or you know we train we we do stuff and we can look back on our day when we put our head on the pillow we look back and say oh it's good we can look yeah. back on what you know we were created and did and accomplished and there's something fulfilling about that and i not I, I think a lot of like you alluded to it earlier i think a lot of the world is missing that you know mm-hmm. um yeah just yeah that's, that's so true yeah just accomplishing and, and and uh you know getting things done and so anyway and we get to enjoy just god's creation in the middle of it man yeah yeah and you, in the middle you know i, I remember uh, i think it was dean carnassus that said like if you want to run a mile run a mile if you want to i can't remember what the second part was uh, you know run a marathon if you want to change your life run a marathon if you want to talk to god run an ultra <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know you're by yourself out there and but you have great conversations with people too you're running to brothers and sisters you know yep. there's a, a we have like a little facebook group of christian runners uh that we have and i met i met uh, this um, husband and wife jack and and uh, daryl at the bulldog my first ultra and we connected on a climb for like 10 15 minutes and now we've been friends for you know five years and talk weekly and yeah god connects god connects us you know what i mean and uh and that's a total blessing man when you're out there there's that there's a time of suffering where you're praying and and then there's a time of beauty where you're worshiping you know and then there's times of fellowship with other believers or just meeting great you know trail running family and talking about their life and learning hearing their stories and you know, man, it's just so much, there's so much, so it's so fulfilling, you know, walking, yes. walking with the Lord and just daily, just, um, just going with him, you know, through the good and the bad and, 
you know, God, 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 our, our circumstances don't dictate God's goodness. Yeah. And so when you see it, it's so helpful, man. I, I don't know how people go through life, to be honest with you. Like we're going through all this crazy stuff right now and, you know, our hope's in heaven and we're kind of looking toward the kingdom. And, and uh, so this is just kind of a bonus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. We can enjoy, enjoy all this too with the Lord. And, but man, if I didn't have that hope that this world was everything to me, I, dude, I'd throw in the towel. It's just, yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy when you see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I'm glad that, uh, this is not all there is. And, uh, and even, even when we don't see it, you know, we, he's faithful, you know, he's good. He's good. And we don't see his plan all the time, but we know he's got it. And, you know, he's working in and through us. I love it. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It brings you a lot of joy. Yeah. Well, man, um, I, Let's talk gear a little bit. I know I know some of your gear uh, that that you use. Uh, we'll start off with the obvious because I've you know seen your pictures. So what kind of pack are you using? <laughs> yeah, orange mud, orange yeah. mud, everything. I, dude, I got I got a garage full of packs, man. I got like every pack that I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the, I mean, the one I'm loving right now, man, is this this 12 liter pack because of the self supported stuff. You got to pack a little bit more, and that thing yeah. is light, man. No balance. I know a lot of people. Some friends have run the 200s and they they use that pack and then love it. And to be honest, I, I've had it for a while, but I only used it for like trail work days. Yeah. So I actually ran with it uh, for the first time. And then that 55 miles, the first time running with the thing. And my buddy too, he uh, he used the orange mud pack because he didn't have one, uh, one big enough for our, our run. And he loved that thing, man. He, I actually gave him, I had two of them, so I gave him and that one. He loved it so much. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, they make great packs. So that's. I've been with them forever, man. I, when I was racing motocross, I had a few sponsors. You know, you're just looking for anything to get discounts on stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. so when I saw Orange Mud. I was wearing their pack. They, uh, they, uh, they sponsor our running club, our local running club here. And uh, so I had their pack before. And then I saw on their website they had, like, an ambassador program. So I was just like, well, I'll sign up. I'd, you know, I'd run one ultra or, or have ran one, one ultra. So I just signed up. And then I got the email, like, two or three months later that I got on the team. I was like, wow, okay. So I've, I've loved their packs long before, but yeah, they're great and uh, they're a great company, man. We're like family. I, you know, we Josh is the owner, and he's a real awesome guy. And the, the, our Facebook group's just incredible. You know, everybody just it's just like a big extended family. That's awesome. They, yeah, there's they're, uh, everything I've had. By, I had somebody give me their their duffel bag, and that it's it's made so well, man. That thing is it's solid. I beat the snot out of it, and it's it's good. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. The gym bag? Where yeah, the gym bag. Yeah, the big old, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Thing, is, that thing is awesome. Yeah, and the, I know the transition wrap, I think, is like probably their, their biggest seller. It's like a towel. They have them now that are waterproof that goes over your seat. It kind of hooks over your seat yeah. when you drive, and then it's got hooks, so you can put it around your waist. So if you got to change your clothes like surfers do, and I've seen them all over the place, and I think that's one of their, their, biggest, their biggest items. So those things are – I've had people – just get them just by, you know, they'll ride with me and I'll have them in my car and they'll be like, dang, these things are cool. And then they'll go out and get one, get one. So, yeah, I've got two of them, man. Protect the seats, protect the seats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so packs, that's what you do. And so what about, what about, uh, shoes? What, what, what shoes you prefer, man? Oh man, this, this, this is my heartbreaker right here. I'm an ultra guy, man. I bleed ultra. I'm not on their team. I've tried, but they won't really. Fine. Oh man! But, uh, but dude, I bleed ultra. But right now, I've been suffering with tendinopathy for a while, 
So the zero, I think it started when I, when I started doing speed work. So I, I, my tendons are tight a lot. And, um, so I had to go to like a a more, I could, I had to get away from the zero drop for a little bit just to, yeah, I'm mixing right now. I basically run some runs with the ultra and then some runs with the Hoka, the ATRs, you know, the problem with Hoka, they have wide, but they're just not wide enough for me. So anything like a 50 mile, hundred K I got bloody toes when I'm done. Yeah, that, that hurts, man. That hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah, and this this tendinopathy on the with it's both Achilles tendons too. It's both of them. It's not just really? one. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I'm just peg legging it, and I've tried everything, dude. Matt, Matt and I, we've iced. We've taken time off. We've done everything. The, the thing that does help is some squirrel nut butter makes a. It's called Born to Rub Salve, and it's like got some chili. It's kind of like a hot lube, I guess. It's not really a lube, but it's a you. you you, I go wipe it on my Achilles tendons, you know, at night before bed, put some socks on and it's yeah. just a real slow burn. And, and that, whatever it is, man, those things, I wake up walking pretty good with that. Huh. So that, that's what's worked the best, you know, but, uh, I'm working my way back to ultra. I saw the pictures of the new Olympus and I'm like, I am, not, <laughs> I am buying those. And I'm like, <laughs> not my Achilles. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, I, ultra changed my life. I ran, I ran hookahs before and, and they didn't have wides. And my first two fifty Ks, I was bloody. Yeah. I had my outer toes and, and I switched those. So I just, I just typed in like wide shoe and then ultra yeah. up and I bought ultra. And like, like four weeks later I ran the Avalon 50 with ultra and I was like, Oh, the Olympus. Oh man. I was, yeah. just, I was in love. So I, I ran their, uh, I ran my marathons with their paradigms and uh, 100 miles with the olympus i love the the temp 1.2 i haven't tried the two but yeah. i love uh, i hated the first temp it was to me it was terrible but their 1.5s were just right on the money man that's were, my jam right now yeah <laughs> yeah so i wear those uh, i wear those too especially when it's muddy out you know uh, they're a little more stable than the olympus but i haven't had any problems with the olympus people talk about like the high stack and all that stuff rolling ankles and I had that a little bit with the first versions of like the Olympus 1.0 or whatever they called it. Yeah. But uh, the new ones, you know, the sole comes out wider from the ankle and I haven't had any problems rolling ankles at all. And I run technical stuff a lot. Yeah. I did the Tahoe 200 in, in the Olympus uh, all but the last few miles because I crossed the stream and I changed to into the um, Lone Peaks. But they it, great, man. Great. My, my feet were happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Olympus is the best, man. I, anyone who hasn't tried it, man, you should you should really try up here there for long races there you finish in your i, mean, I finished both hundreds and my feet didn't hurt other than just normal hurt nothing you know i was fine and yeah totally if i was running something else like i ran 50ks in lone peaks and i you know, i'm a heavier guy so lone peaks are like running like street flats <laughs> yeah. I, I have some pain in my feet when i'm done yeah. with, with yeah. the K. so yeah the olympus are awesome Nice, nice. All right, so so we got the pack, we got the shoes. What what do you uh, what nutrition? What kind of tr- nutrition are you treating yourself with during races? Yeah, so my liquid, I'm, I'm dude, I'm a huge believer. It's a company called Fluid Nutrition. They're out, they're up here, a local company in out of Santa Barbara, and they have a they have a flavor uh, called Fresh Citrus and uh, Blueberry Pomegranate. That's my electrolyte drink. And dude, it's it's amazing. I mean, I've I've suffered. I've 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 been using that stuff since 2016. And, um, and I don't have any problems. And when, like I say, if I have struggle when I'm eating, I'll just, uh, that's all I'll drink is the, this, you know, it's water and the fresh, uh, fresh citrus usually in races. Cause it, it tastes good hot. It doesn't taste bad. Yeah. Like, you know, I tried tailwind for a while, like 2015 or so, but I just felt bloated, um, after a while. So my, you know, 
I don't know if you know Jesse Haynes. He's been top 10 at Western States. Yeah. yeah. So he's a friend of mine, and his wife Kira is a race director out here. Some of the best races are hers out here. And he turned me on to their recovery and their electrolyte when we ran together uh, when I first met him. And, and so I've been using it ever since. The recovery is amazing, man. I take it within a half hour. They have a chocolate wave and then a mint chocolate. It tastes so good. And I'll actually put it, I put that in my drop bag in a bottle at like mile 25, every 25 miles or so in long races. And it's just a protein shake, you know, and, yeah. and, and it, but it's something I look forward to. I'll be running to mile 25. I'm like, oh man, my protein shake's here. You know, and just because it tastes good and, and it, it helps get a little protein during a race, you know. And, and I so, yeah, I'm, check I'm that out. yeah, yeah, hit up Richard's the owner. You'll, you'll be dealing with him if you email him, so. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out, man. I, I hadn't heard of that. That's cool. Yeah. Always, always looking for you know what's working for people, man. Yeah, I heard. I heard you had a little problem with what you were using. So, so yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's worth. I referred a lot of people to it, and everybody seems to be happy with it. Cool, awesome. And they're they're a good company, man. Richard's a really cool guy. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, what what other gear in particular? Any, any specific shorts, socks? Um, well, I'm a rabbit guy, so I'm on the I'm on the rabbit, rabbit okay. team. And so, yeah. yeah, I love their shirts. And again, you know, my buddy, uh, you know, J- um, uh, his name's Jake Jackson. He's he just ran the 24-hour world, you know, for USA on the team. Anyway, he turned me on to Rabbit, um, and so comfortable, man. The shorts and the shirts, and so uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I always use for shorts and shirts most of the time. Nice, yeah, nice. They, yeah, they have really, really good gear. Awesome, awesome. Do you do you do uh, toe socks? Yeah, I'm an exoskin guy, so that's why. Yeah, you heard from Croy. Yeah, I, I got on uh, pretty pretty quickly after they launched. Um, I I didn't have a. I was using like some you know compression shorts that were just normal, you know, and I was having all kinds of problems. And a buddy turned me on to exoskin to give them a try, and so I bought a pair of their compression shorts. Man, those things stick. You know, you, it's funny when you're when I was running with my old shorts, I'd always hitch my shorts like when I was running. You know, yeah. kind of pull them up a little bit, pull them up a little bit, and when I got the exoskins, I put them into place. And I just, it was like muscle memory. I kept going down to pull them up, but I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, dude, I haven't had all the races I've run. I haven't had any problems with chafing or blisters. Their toe socks are awesome. I, I use, before they had toe socks, I was using their regular socks and I still wear those to work. Yeah. It's so durable, man. People say, you know, they're a little bit maybe more expensive than some of the other brands, but yeah. dude, I, I haven't thrown one pair away and I've been with them for like three years at least. I haven't that's, thrown one pair of exoskin socks away. Yeah, you know, as long as you keep your toenails maintained, yeah, they last forever. They're thin too, but they're just made like I don't know what they're made. I mean, I know the the materials are. <laughs> it's like space age materials. I hear Rick, the owner, talk about it, yeah. and I'm like, it's way over my head. But all I know is these things don't wear out at all. Yeah, well, and their products they don't stink as 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 like like other stuff, man. I ran a hundred miles wearing the shorts and they didn't stink. Everything else about me smelled to high heaven. But I was like, <laughs> there was a, I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a really good product, man. It's worth it's worth checking out for sure. Yeah. I, I love it. Good yeah. deal. Well any 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 anybody else anything else you use you want to give a shout out to or um, well, I, you know, I switched to Coros watches, uh, a couple of years ago, but actually before, after my first hundred, I ran with a Garmin five X and, uh, it died at mile 82. I, I was supposed to get my charger, but you know, how you're thinking those things, man, I forgot to grab my yeah. charger and then anyway, mile 82, I got the low battery signal. And I, so I got the vertex, um, uh, Coros and I finished AC 100 this year with like 65% battery life left. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, 
Well, and I bought this one. I think the Apex and the Apex Pro are plenty good for most everybody, but I bought this knowing I was going to be heading toward a 200. Yeah. So yeah, looking at 70 hour battery life, full GPS with uh, Coros Vertex, and it's dude, it's it's so accurate. And I, you know, I dig them. They're they're a local uh, company. Their 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 headquarters is down here in Tustin, which is close by, and they they have a Facebook group that uh, they make adjustments. I mean, they always reach out to their people like us, and you write in, you know, you just at, answer their questions like, what would you guys like to see? And they put it in. The next thing you know, man, you got an update, and there it is. You know, a lot of people. Because Strava got rid of the Relive, uh, you know, you're familiar with Relive, that app? Yeah, yeah. So Strava got rid of that because they, they started competing. And so Coros brought in Relive so I can get my Relive through Coros app now. So nice. that was cool. I, on the longer runs, I like to see the the map of it, the way the, the Relive app plays it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a, of course, it's a really solid watch. Oh, sweet. What? what well, Chad, uh, good, you know, good talking to you. Good to get to know you, man. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to. I, I know we're going to meet up at some point somewhere. It might be Tahoe next year, or it might be, you know, when I go make a little visit out there. But uh, uh, hopefully, we can. I, I'd love to share some miles with you and just, uh, just, just enjoy God's creation with a brother. That'd be good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear, get to know you a lot more too, man. It'd be, be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for having me on too. It's, uh, it's a blessing to be able to chat with you and. Hopefully the Lord will use it for something. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it's it's all it's always good, always good, man. All right, with well, hey, thanks, and uh, I know you got got work to do and stuff, and yeah, same here. I gotta get gotta get back to stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good, man. All right, take care, brother. Hey, thank you. God bless. All right. Well, there you have it, Chad Bruce, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you were encouraged, man. I'm always, like I said, I'm always just encouraged talking to other ultra runners, especially uh, people that are pushing through different things and, and just balancing life, but still getting it done. If you want to follow Chad and see the things that he's doing, man, he's been posting some good, amazing pictures of some of the runs that he's doing. Uh, if you want to follow him, you can look in the, uh, in the show notes. I'll have links to his Instagram, Facebook. And so check those things out, guys. And remember to keep plugging away. Hope you're getting the miles in. Hope some races maybe are starting to happen for you. And uh, man, see you on the trail soon. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.